0: Hello there! Thanks for clicking in to another episode of If the Phrase Fits. Today, I'm going to talk about well-known idioms related to problems. Any kind of problems, whether it's in your personal life or in the world of work. There are all kinds of problems in this world, so I guess it's good that there are many idioms to describe such difficulties. I guess so, anyway. I really hate problems. Anyway, here's our first problem. Oops, I mean, here's our first idiom about problems. It's between a rock and a hard place. If you are between a rock and a hard place, you are in a very difficult problem. It's often used when you face two options, neither of which is good. So, basically, you are in a dilemma. This idiom has always seemed a bit strange to me. I mean, a rock is a hard place, right? I guess the expression emphasizes that a person is in a very uncomfortable situation. So, where did this phrase come from? Phrases.org.uk tells us that it began during the early 20th century in the United States. It says the earliest written record of it is from a 1921 publication. Phrases.org.uk and some other sites say it may be related to a tough situation that striking miners in Arizona faced several years before 1921. That is, the mining company refused their strike demands. So the miners were forced to either quit and live in poverty or work hard for very little pay. It seems fitting that phrase comes from mining, an industry where there are a lot of rocks and other hard places, after all. Several websites also say it's likely between a rock and a hard place has its roots in an old expression related to an ancient Greek myth. As the site bookbrowse.com puts it, in the myth, a character named Odysseus had to travel in a narrow body of water on two sides of the channel were monsters. One was a terrifying sea monster under a large rock, while the other monster was less powerful, living under a small rock. Odysseus made the wise decision to travel closer to the side where the less dangerous, less powerful monster was. Six people in Odysseus's boat still died, But if he had gone closer to the more terrifying monster, all aboard would have likely been killed. Right. Now, here is the second idiom of this episode. Open a can of worms. If you open a can of worms, you either say something or do something that causes a lot of problems. You might open a can of worms by accidentally doing something. For example, you might ask a question about something that nobody wants to discuss, and perhaps by raising the question, you make people uncomfortable or get them in trouble somehow. Somebody might tell you not to discuss or look into something, or you will open a can of worms. The phrase is often used when someone is trying to solve one problem, but in the process of doing that, they accidentally cause more problems, often bigger ones. Think about it for a moment. Opening a can of worms is kind of ugly and disgusting. You don't want to deal with worms, unless you're a fisherman, of course. And that's exactly how this idiom may have come about, through fishermen having to deal with actual cans of worms. As you know, fishermen often use worms as bait to catch fish. You likely also know that fishermen can buy worms in stores. As long as the cans of worms are closed, it's no problem. The worms are controlled in the cans. But once you open the can, well, those little guys start crawling all over the place and out of the can, yuck. (laughs) The writer of the site KnowYourPhrase.com says the earliest record in print he or she found is in a newspaper article from 1951. You know, sometimes I often feel that when I look into the origin of idioms, I open a can of worms. That's because there are often many possible origins for a particular idiom and no one knows for sure how it started in a lot of cases, it certainly makes it challenging to do this podcast. Good thing I like a challenge, right? (laughs) Okay, let's look at idiom number three. It's tip of the iceberg. This is used to say that the noticeable part of something is only a small portion of a much bigger thing or situation. The phrase is often used to talk about problems. Do you remember those first COVID-19 infections from Wuhan, China, around the end of 2019? Well, as we found out, those were just the tip of the iceberg. Hundreds of millions of people around the world would eventually get infected. That's one pretty big iceberg for sure. However, tip of the iceberg has also been used to discuss positive things. Let's say a company is promoting a special. Let me put my salesman announcer voice on for you. If you buy our gym membership, you'll get access to some excellent equipment. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We also have a great hot tub, sauna, steam room, and there's a great swimming pool. Plus, we have boxing classes, aerobic dancing. You know, well, you get the idea, right? But like I said before tip of the iceberg is often used most often used to talk about problems which is why i have included it in this episode this idiom is very visual you can picture a huge iceberg with its tip above the water and a huge amount under the surface of the water according to the free dictionary it only dates back to the mid 1900s which the american heritage dictionary of idioms also supports Wiktionary, however, suggests the phrase began being used earlier than that and says that early references in the early 20th century may have been influenced by the Titanic, which sunk after hitting an iceberg in 1912. Anyway, here's a trivia question for you. How much of an iceberg is actually underwater? Apparently, it's about 90%. Okay, Moving on to the fourth idiom about problems, this one is uphill battle. If you describe something as an uphill battle, you're saying it's a difficult challenge and it requires a lot of effort and determination. Let's say George is having trouble with a project. He might say, completing this project is certainly an uphill battle. For me, getting more listeners for my podcast is an uphill battle for sure. Sometimes it seems life in general is Kind of an uphill battle, huh? Anyway, how did this phrase originate? Grammarist.com says it began during the 1600s, but didn't really become popular until the 1800s. I couldn't find out much more about the origin, however. I always assumed that it was related to the fact that if you're fighting an enemy that is above you, it's much harder than if the enemy is below you. That is, fighting uphill is really tough. I couldn't find any real support for my theory, but I think it makes a lot of sense. It may be an uphill battle to get you guys to agree with me on that, though, especially when I tell you a variation of that idiom is uphill climb, which doesn't talk about a battle at all. Oh, well. Okay, here's the fifth and final idiom of this episode. It's to have your back against the wall. If a person has their back against the wall, it means they are in a tough, critical situation, and there is... No way to escape, basically. you really don't have many options here. Maybe a person lost his job and has very little money, but he still has to pay his debts, his back is against the wall or perhaps a big project is due soon, but a project manager doesn't have enough time or resources to complete it by the deadline, then his or her back would be against the wall. Now, where did this expression come from? A website called the is A bit helpful here. It says the idiom is believed to have originated from the act of placing people against a wall and then shooting them as punishment for a very serious crime. Yeah, some punishment, all right. Well, that's true. If your back is against the wall in that situation and your hands are tied behind your back and you're blindfolded, that really is a critical situation for which there is no escape. However, I don't want to open up a can of worms, but another website called the idioms.com says back against the wall comes from the American military, where to have the back against the walls meant a unit was caught in a very difficult situation and they might not survive basically fighting to the death. The American Heritage Dictionary of Idioms supports this theory, adding that it began being used in the first half of the 16th century. Hmm. By the way, in addition to back against the wall, you can say back to the wall and up against the wall. Time now to review the idioms I talked about in this episode. The first one was between a rock and a hard place. This is used to describe being in a dilemma. Next was open a can of worms, which means to do or say something that causes a lot of problems. The third idiom was tip of the iceberg, which is usually used to talk about the noticeable part of a problem which is much smaller than the bigger problem, which is kinda hidden or not known at this point. Fourth was uphill battle that refers to a tough challenge requiring a lot of effort and determination. And finally, I looked at having one's back against the wall, which means to be in a really difficult situation with few options and no real chance of escape. Thank you for listening. Thanks as well to zapsplat.com for the sound. If you'd like to comment or make a suggestion, please email me at ifthephrasefits@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you later, and I hope you never find yourself between a rock and a hard place or with your back against the wall.